welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Friday, everybody. Well, let's call it Fire Away Friday. Falsehoods and fake narratives keep coming one by one. But it ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. It's your boy OG, and it's your first time joining us. Tilt stands for talking in lamest terms. Check it out. All our heroes are not in comic books or video games. We're in baseball, basketball, or football Hall of Fame. We can't forget about my man Shaq, because he was more than just a name. Can you dig it? I knew that you could. Mrs. Roundtree, this show's for you. Fire Away Friday. Let's go. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. Yeah, one of the legends, Richard Roundtree, he, he died a couple of, I think it's been about 10 days, uh, meaning the dedicated show to him, but I hate starting off the show with uh, sad news, but that is the case today. Uh, first in sports where we lost uh, Mr. Walter Davis, if you know anything, I'm, I'm a Carolina guy, he's a Tar Heel legend, also uh, had a great NBA career with the Phoenix Suns, he passes his way at 69, he's also the uncle of current Tar Heel coach Hubert Davis. I mean, so you see where Hubert got it for. He was Hubert was a great Tar Heel um, and also a good NBA player. But rest in peace, legend. Uh, that's Mr. Walter Davis. Then, on the mainstream side of things, we had the general. Robert Montgomery Knight, a.k.a. Bobby Knight. Passed away at his home at the age of 83. I mean, uh, Cause of death wasn't given. Great coach. A lot of people love to hate him and hated to love him. But the, the greats uh, swear bomb. Isaiah Thomas, Michael Jordan. This is my thing. Bobby Knight was, was like my coaches in high school. John Corbett, Paul Hutton. Same, you know, tough demeanor. You, you had to do the work. You had to be about that, you know, to get some playing time or anything. But of course, he was he was out there in Indiana, and he was a he was a basketball guy, through and through. But then you know times changed. He started coaching. He won his first champ championship in '76. I think Coach Knight became a victim of circumstance. Times changing, where players retired, didn't want to do what you said, and he was caught right in the middle of that. Players started transferring, and the frustration is the same frustration I have today. When I coach, kids don't want to listen. They don't know want to do what they're supposed to do. They want to do it their way until they mess up. But he couldn't have it. He couldn't handle it. And all in all, absolute power corrupts. And that's what happened to Coach Knight. He had absolute power. If you throw a chair on back then, they were way stricter than they are now. But he threw a chair on the floor. And he got, I think he got three games for that. That had been a brother. He'd have been gone. He would have never coached again. And he just kept getting away with this stuff. And it was just feeding his ego to the point where he was just like, I can get away with anything. Until he couldn't get away with anything. And I think, I don't think he was comfortable with his celebrity status. He Basically, he just wanted to be a basketball coach. He was a bit of a smart ass. I mean, who's not? But I just think he wanted to be a basketball coach. And in a new climate, he couldn't just be that. You know, so and he, and he couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle his own celebrity. Great coach. Condolences to him and the family. I'm not going to say anything derogatory. 
Because, like I said, I didn't feel feel about him like that because, hell, he's almost just like my high school coaches. But, I mean, you know, the pressure was never too much for either one of them. So, condolences to the Knight family. Uh, moving on, uh, a still standing college basketball. The only other thing I have is Dominique Wilkins, the Hall of Famer, NBA legend. His son is going to the University of Georgia where he starred. Can't wait to see that. Moving on to the NBA. Last night, the the Wonderkin, the guy they want to take over the league, Victor Wimbanyama, went for 38 against the Suns, beating the Suns for the second time in three days. He went for 38 and 10 last night. And like I said, I'm not going to pile on this kid because, I mean, he can't help he's getting, being thrust into the spotlight. He's good. You know, but what it, what he'll be in a couple of years, nobody knows. He doesn't even know. Like I said, right now he's uh he's too light in the ass right now. All you got to do is really be physical with him. But but he's getting there. Like I said, I'm not gonna pile on him or wish him bad. But like I keep telling everybody, they keep saying, "Hey, in three years he's gonna be this." You know when somebody's that dude. When Kevin Durant was 20 years old when he came to the league, no, nobody was saying, well, in three years, he gonna, he's going to be this. No, they were saying, that's him. That's him. They're not saying that about Wimiyama. I like the kid. He seems like he's got a good work, work ethic. He wants to be good. That doesn't all of a sudden mean you're going to be good. And like I said, last night, he just, you know, he had one of those nights that he's going to have on and off during this season. I wish him well. But it showed me a lot of things about the Phoenix Suns last night. First of all, I'm not a Frank Vogel fan. How he got that job, I still don't know. He can't coach. Somebody go get John Wall or Boogie Cousins. I keep why these two guys are not in the league, I don't know. We don't have the Phoenix doesn't have an inside presence. And definitely not a point guard. Book pushes stuff way too much. He's great. He's a scorer, but we're gonna need a little bit more than that. And tell me again why we traded for Bradley Bill. He hasn't. He hasn't played yet. And as I said, you know, Kevin Durant is my guy, but the days of Durantula, I think, are, are gone. Uh, what I mean by Durantula is like he going to drop 50 on your head when he feels like it. I think those days are gone. I think I think Durant is he is a victim of his stats. He's going to be 28, 7 and 7. I mean, you know, if he gives you something extra that's going to be different, but he's not going to be able to do that every night. I don't know if it's because of the injuries or the physicality, but he's different. He he He's all easy money sniper now. And like I said, don't don't get it twisted. I said I don't think I'm going to see the Ratchler again, but you never know. Never know. Moving on. James Harden. Uh, was with a new team down. I don't know if you saw it when he walked in the locker room. The icy reception he got. I mean, those guys was like, okay, you here. No, the one that really greeted him was Russ, you know, because they boys or whatever the case may be. But that was not a good look. And then he had the photo shoot yesterday. <laughs> he was talking about uh, he's not a system guy. He is a system. I'm like, wait a minute. This not your team either, guy. Uh like I said, James Harden is delusional. And uh, Chris Broussard caught him retarded that other day and got all, you know, because, you know, he didn't want to get fired. He, he retract. Yeah, he is kind of retarded because he doesn't he doesn't see the big picture, not unless Ty Lue and the Clipper organization told him something else. You third in the pecking order. But like I tell everybody, 
I know why he picked the Clippers. Because, come on, do you think Kawhi going to play 82 games? Hell no. Think Paul George going to play 82 games? Hell no. It's going to be like the OKC days. It's going to be Russ and James. The only question is, who's going to have the ball in their hands? Wishing them luck. Stay tuned. Then we had Draymond Green speaking out on the Golden State chemistry this year post uh, Jordan Poole. I mean, come on, Draymond. If if he affected y'all that much, how the hell y'all y'all won the championship the year before that? You let the youngster get under your skin like you used to get under old head skin, and, and that's what happened. And for all the crap you talk, your ego couldn't take it. The young man got paid. You up for contract. You didn't know if you were going to get paid. I still would have never gave him four years with that much money. He would only got two. Now, Clay's in the same situation. Who would you rather have, Draymond or Clay? Who's more important to the, to the uh, who's more important uh, to the offense? It's actually Draymond because he's like the trigger man. But Clay, without Clay, a lot of stuff wouldn't have happened. But Draymond speaking about chemistry and now everybody's kumbaya. Got news for you. That doesn't that doesn't equate to a ring. Good luck with that. Uh, LeBron's minute restrictions is a joke. Come on, man. And if I hear another announcer say he's in his 21st year, let me tell you something. He's in his 21st year. It's called steroids. That's why he's in his 21st year. What you need to be asking yourself, at what point is he going to be hurt, get hurt? Is it going to be when they go on a losing streak and he don't want to take the blame? Or is it going to be when he want to take like a couple weeks off to go to Cabo or something? That's what you got to concern yourself with. That's why steroids are dangerous. And like I said, you can look it up. He takes steroids, but we're not going to talk about that. Moving on, the Celtics drop 155 points on the Pacers, sending a message. Let me tell you something. If the Pacers do everything absolutely wrong, they should still end up in the Eastern Conference Finals. If they do everything wrong, because I'm not sold on Joe Mazzulla, and if you're a real Celtic fan, you're definitely not sold on Joe Mazzulla. But, hey, the 155 is if everything's clicking, and they drop 155, I watched the game, everything wasn't clicking. So imagine... I still think the guys' roles need to be uh, need to be justified just a little bit. Tatum is the one. Then you got Jalen Brown and Porzingis battling for the two. But like I said, Porzingis has been a franchise player before, so he's not really gonna, you know, he's not really not gonna bow down to Jalen Jalen Brown. I don't care how much money he got. Let's just see how that works out. I haven't seen any animosity toward uh, either one of them. They're just balling right now. And like I said, 155, they're sending a message. And finally, uh, NBA, we're we're five games in. They're already already resting players? Come on, man. Are you serious? Already resting players. But Adam Silver's going to crack down on that. If you don't play a certain amount of games, you can't, can't get this award or that award. Nobody cares about that. You got franchise guys. Off. Zion Williams is 20, 21, 22 years old. He's already taking games off. He's got a lot to prove. He shouldn't be taking any games off. I'm just saying. It gets worse and worse by the year. I mean, are these guys that lazy? 
Because it was way worse back in the old days when they flew commercial and, you know, did back-to-backs and all of that. But everything's laid out for you now, and they're still taking games off. And they keep wondering why people don't really watch pro basketball until the playoffs. Yeah, Adam Silver, you need to look in the mirror. Like I said, we see you. We see you. Moving on to the WNBA, uh, the Chicago Sky, named uh, Jeff Paglioka. They named him a uh, new GM, and Teresa Witherspoon, you know, former Liberty great, a former Olympian, they named uh, Teresa Witherspoon as the coach. Uh, congratulations to both of them. We'll see how that's going to work out. The WNBA lottery is set for December the 10th. Uh, yes, it's set for December the 10th. Number one pick is up in the air right now. We'll move on to the NFL. Last night, we had the Titans versus the Steelers, 2016 Steelers. I can't figure out the Steelers because every time I bet for them at home, they lose. And the Titans finally found their quarterback. They did everything they could not to win that game last night. Kind of crazy, but hey, that's how it's been going this year. Moving on to the big news, Josh McDaniels from the Raiders, the GM, and the OC got fired. I don't want to say I told you, but I told you. When you got your star player coming up to the the podium, not not really calling you out, but calling out your system, I'm that guy and I'm getting one catch for 11 yards, and everybody said he was being selfish, he's seen the dysfunction in the building. He was just calling it out so everybody else could see it. But, hey, uh, Antonio Pierce, uh, former linebacker for the Giants and the, uh, and the Commanders, is the interim head coach. Now, I'm all for a brother getting the shot, but like I said, there's so much dysfunction in the building. You want to really hire a guy that got ousted at uh, Arizona State with Herm Edwards, that fiasco they had going down on Arizona State, no institutional control, but he's the guy you want to fix it, the guy that was on the staff having no institutional control, no control over no control. I don't know. Uh, Raider Nation, we're going to see. Then we had the Commanders trading Chase Young to the 49ers and Sweat to the Bears. Uh, fire sale going on, maybe. The, the, the Commanders have a good roster. So I don't know really what this was about. Uh, you know, uh, Chase had, both had contract years coming up. And Chase had some rumblings with the organization. And Sweat wasn't happy either. All this really lets me know is that Riverboat Ron, you're officially on the clock. You're officially on the clock. Tick tock. Then we had the Falcons. They bench uh, Ritter in, in, in favor of Haneke. We'll see how that goes. Maybe Haneke can, can put some juice into him. Uh, Ritter just, uh, he just didn't have a juice. And then the Bears, by the running backs coach, they might as well just go ahead and fire everybody now because it's coming at the end of the season. So, uh, just one more guy. That's enough for the NFL. We're going to move over to the NCAA. The Big Ten wants the NCAA to act, address the Michigan saga about uh, them scouting them, going to games, sneaking on the sidelines. They want that addressed. They, they want it addressed. And like I said, it should be. Either you have something or you don't have something. Are you going to suspend them? Are you going to suspend the program or whatever? Like I said, 
like got my guy said yesterday, they could give them a note, letter to Mars, saying they're on an investigation. It's going to take 90 days by then the season over. So stop putting out crap unless you're going to do something. Are you going to sanction them? Sanction them. It's not nothing's going to happen until after the season. If it's true and they win a national championship, oh well, another vacated championship when you could have got it done way long before this anything happened. And, you know, Harbaugh's name's been thrown around and pro jobs. I don't think he's going anywhere after he built that Michigan program back up. Would you go anywhere? So, we'll see how that works out. Uh, the Big 12 released the 16-team slate. Hey, it's going to be... It's going to be wild next year. Uh, Dabo is on the hot seat for uh, losing it on a fan. <laughs> yeah, when it rains, it pours. It's over for poor Dabo. Now he's talking about if he's not appreciated, he's going somewhere else. Yeah, Dabo, they're going to ask you to go somewhere else. Maybe not this year, but after next year, nobody's coming to Clemson, guy. And you know why they're not coming to Clemson? Because of you. Moving on, I was Kirk Ferentz fires his son, the OC. The family business is rough. Now, it seems like Kirk Ferentz has been the coach of Iowa since I was in high school. I don't really know. I tried to look it up. But, yeah, when your son is now in the OC and you had to let him go, that's the family business. That's, that was a tough decision. Wow, you fired your own son. Hey, but it had to be done. So, good looking out, Kirk. There's no favoritism. In the business. There's nepotism, but no favoritism. <laughs> Coach Prime, my guy. Players were robbed at the UCLA game this weekend. Come on, guys. I mean, come on. But this is my thing. Coach Prime wants them reimbursed. I mean, who does that? This is supposed to have security. This had to be an inside job, whatever the case may be. But this is my thing. I know the guys are young and they just having fun, what have you. But stop all the advertising, bro. Stop all the advertising. You're in California. I would have left all my jewelry home. I would have left all my jewelry home. Stop advertising. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying you can't. Know where you are. Basically, that's what I'm saying. Know where you are. If you if you got your jewelry on and you want to shine, I have no problem with that. Shador can give them the watch effect. Whatever the case may be. But know where you are. You were in Cali, bro. They're known for that. So, hey, you live and you learn. Uh, then we got to talk about this college football rankings hypocrisy. Now, Georgia, the two-time reigning champion, has been ranked number one all season. But we go to these these final 25-team rankings, uh, and they, Ohio State jumps Georgia. You got Ohio State at the one spot. Georgia at the two, Michigan at three, and Florida State at four. And the reasons they said Ohio State jumped Georgia because they got two top ten wins. But let's back it up. They got two top ten wins, but when they they're dropping people in the polls for not having a good showing. They had in when the Penn State game set college football back ten years. I thought we were playing with leather helmets. And the Notre Dame game, they should have lost that game. It was so, so just so happens Notre Dame only had ten people on defense the final two plays. So how the hell are you jumping the two-time reigning national champion champions in probably the hardest conference? 
it's been the, the toughest conference the last couple of years, except for this year, because probably this year's the Pac-12. So they they jumped Georgia. And you put Georgia at number two, who really hasn't played anybody. They beat up on Kentucky. They were ranked uh, at the time, but still they really haven't played anybody. And you got Michigan, and yeah, you could say Michigan haven't haven't played anybody this year too. But if that's the case, why did you have them ranked number two all year? Riddle me that. Why would they rank if their strength of schedule is 111 in the number 111 in the country? Why the hell did they have, have you have them ranked number two all season? And then Florida State. So if you're gonna jump Ohio State over uh, Georgia, you should damn sure put Florida State in the mix. Because they're killing people. They destroyed LSU. But I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. They had them ranked. I'm going to tell you why Ohio State jumped Georgia. Because their fan base travels. Georgia, I mean, Georgia, they, they travel too. Michigan fan base travels. But the reason they dropped Georgia to number two, Michigan to number three, because they want... Georgia to take care of their problem. They want Georgia to take care of that optic problem with the Michigan Wolverines, with them saying Jim Harbaugh is cheating. So if you go in the playoffs and they're still like that, they're hoping that Georgia beats Michigan so the Harbaugh problem is over. But Ohio State at number one is almost laughable because I don't know where Ohio State is playing Michigan this year, but you can write this down and you can print it. Michigan is going to throttle them. They are going to throttle them. That's all I'm saying. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. But like I said, the NCAA, they still up to their old tricks. The hypocrisy is real. Now, moving on to Major League Baseball, the Texas Rangers win the World Series 4-1. Congratulations to them. Corey Seager is your MVP. Six postseason home runs. The trophy stays in Texas. Just not in Houston. I'm not mad at them. Like I said, congratulations to them. Manager Bruce Bochy, uh, longtime San Francisco Giants manager. Uh, it was it was a pretty good series for like the first three games. And then, like you knew, Texas Power just took over. So, uh, congratulations to them again. Congratulations to Texas. Moving on. The Braves, Acuna Jr., wins player of the year, voted by his peers. Uh the Dodgers, they keep infielder Max Muncy, signed him two years, $24 million. Nelson Cruz retires from Major League Baseball after 19 years. Congratulations. Congratulations, Nelson. Uh, now we're going to move into boxing. Boxing, Tyson Fury, after the, fresh off the debacle with uh, Francis. Him and Osik are set to unify the titles in February. Whether that come to fruition or not, I don't know. Every time these two try to set up something, something happens in the middle. Somebody gets hurt. I don't know. But the unification bout is set for February. We'll see if that comes to fruition, like I said. And in the NHL, yes, hockey people. I follow hockey too. We just haven't too early in the season. Uh, the Senators, once again in the hockey news, after forfeit a draft pick over an invalidated trade. I mean, first they had a guy getting suspended 41 games for uh, PDs. Now we got uh, invalidated draft picks. What I mean, what does that really mean? So, hey, these guys uh, need to calm it down a little bit. Want to bring better news than somebody cheating. Okay. Now we talked about the 
college football hypocrisy. We're going to get on what we got this weekend, but games we had last night. We had TCU versus Texas Tech last night. Tech pulls off a 35-28 win. And then we had Wake Forest versus Duke. Uh, Duke comes back to win in a th thriller 24-21. Now let's talk about the games tomorrow. Let's see what we're talking about tomorrow. We got your new number one team, Ohio State versus Rutgers. That shouldn't be anything to talk about. They should roll over them. Uh, Georgia versus number 12, Missouri. This is going to be a game. I'm not exactly calling it upset, but Missouri is going to be in this game. Trust me. Then we got number three, Michigan versus Purdue. Should be nothing to talk about. Uh, Purdue's got a lot of moxie, but, you know, Michigan is three deep at every position, so it shouldn't take long for them to, to weed this out. You got number four, Florida State versus Pittsburgh. The Seminoles in a landslide. The coach for Pittsburgh, you Noducci's know, been running his mouth all year, and he's been getting his ass kicked all year. This uh, Tomorrow should be no different. Then we got number five, Washington event versus US number 20 USC. Penix Jr., this is your Heisman moment. You against the reigning defending the Heisman Trophy winner. Go ahead and put on a show because if you don't, you're going to drop. We got number six, Oregon versus Cal. Another, another overhyped win for the Ducks and Bo Nicks. Number seven, Texas versus number 23, Kansas State. Now, this is a dangerous game for Texas. Now, Malik Murphy, uh, He's the quarterback now since Ewers got hurt. Now, please believe Kansas State can, can beat them. Texas didn't look sharp last week. If they're not sharp this week, it uh, could be a potential upset. Then we got number eight, Alabama versus number 14, LSU. I'm, I'm thinking upset. I'm thinking back to the Texas game and how physical Texas was with Alabama. LSU is way more physical. I don't see Bama winning this one. Number nine, Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State. Uh, Gundy, I'm picking Gundy in the upset because I don't like Brent Venables. And he doesn't know what this rivalry game is all about. But he's about to find out tomorrow. Number 10, Ole Miss versus Texas A&M. Jimbo, you know, Jimbo has the team humming right now. And he knows if he loses again, they're probably going to buy his contract out. So I'm picking Jimbo in the upset over the Ole Miss Rebels. Then we got... Uh, Number 11, Penn State versus Maryland. Uh, Penn State should win this easy. I don't know. If Tungvaloa shows up and acts like his brother a little bit, they might be in this for a while. But I think Penn State should win out. Uh, number 12, Missouri, like I said, they're already playing, uh, playing Georgia. Uh, Louisville versus Virginia Tech. I think uh, the, Cardinals, the Cardinals should win this. Uh, Louisville had a, has had a great season, only losing one time. Uh, number 14, like I said, LSU is playing Bama. Number 15, Notre Dame versus Clemson. And a, and a wild one. This is going to be this, <laughs> this is going to be it cuz uh Notre Dame's going to put the final nail in the coffin for Dabo. I want to see what he sounds like at the uh at the press conference. Number 16, Oregon State versus those Buffaloes. Stakes is high for the Buffaloes. Stakes is high. Can they keep Shador upright? Will they have a chance? Another showing like last week? Uh, it's going to be rough around Colorado, even for Coach Prime. Number 17, Tennessee versus UConn. This is going to be a total destruction. Tennessee too, bad, too big, too fast, too strong. 
Number 18, Utah coming off that loss versus Arizona State. Should be a bounce-back game for the Utes. Number 19, UCLA versus Arizona. Uh, this is going to be a game. Arizona is not – I keep telling Arizona, they've got their stuff together. They're not pushovers. Uh, this is not going to be a gimme game for the Bruins. They're going to have to beat them. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, number at 20, USC is playing Washington. Uh, 21, Kansas versus Iowa State. All I'm going to say is rock, chalk, Jayhawk. Moving on. 22, Oklahoma State versus Oklahoma. I already told you. 23, Kansas State versus Texas. Uh, 24, number 24 is Tulane versus East Carolina. And Tulane should keep their winning streak rolling. 20, number 25, you have Air Force, still undefeated Air Force, without their starting quarterback, versus Army. And they should be undefeated after this game also. Okay, games of note. Uh, Sam Houston, my daughter's uh, alma mater. We're a Sam Houston family. They're playing Kennesaw State. The Bearcats need a win, and they need a win bad. Then we have UTSA versus North Texas. Uh, it's my nephew's school. Come on, Mean Green. Mean Green should, should win this. And then we have Houston versus Baylor. Of course, we're a Baylor family also. Uh, Baylor need, needs to get a win. If they mess around and let Houston beat them, there's no doubt there'll be a new coach in Waco next year. Uh, HBCUs, we got Nova State versus North Carolina Central. We got Howard versus South Carolina State. Hampton versus Maine. TSU versus Jackson State. That should be a good one. Football game's not good. The bands will be. And then we have Prairie View against Arkansas Pine Bluff. That's for your HBCU slate. Okay, that's all I have on the college. We're going to get to the pros now. Miami versus Kansas City in Germany. It's a gunfight. It's going to be a gunfight tour against Patty Mahomes. But, hey, Tua has all the bullets in the gun. And as the cheetah said, they're going to get this work. So I'm picking Miami. Minnesota versus Atlanta. No Captain Kirk. And Heineke starts. Mm, I can't call it either way. It's a toss-up. Arizona versus Cleveland. DW4 will start the game. So uh I'm giving them I'm giving them the uh they're gonna be my pick. Rams versus Green Bay. Rams just have more talent and uh Green Bay doesn't have an identity, so we're gonna go over the Rams. The Commanders versus New England. Which Washington team will show up? Now, if Eric B. Enemy can get Riverboat Ron to stop sabotaging them. Maybe the commanders come out with this. They still have enough uh, defense, even after trading uh, the two guys, uh, Chase Young and Sweat. They still have enough defense to stop check down Charlie, but it remains to be seen. We'll see. If I was betting, I'd pick the commanders, but it's New England at home, so you never know. Then we have the Bears versus New Orleans. Uh, maybe Carr has it together after last week. If Justin Fields is not starting, the Bears have no chance. Uh, then we have Seattle versus Baltimore. Hey, Lamar's going to put on a show. I have no doubt. It's when the rubber hits the road. How good is Seattle really? And is Baltimore like that? We're going to find out. Tampa versus Houston. I'm picking Baker to win this, but hey, 
Houston shows up, and C.J. Stroud is not a joke. Then we have the Colts versus Carolina. Can Gardner Minshew win a game? Colts have way more talent, but the number one pick got his first win last week, so we're going to see how that goes. Then we have the New York Giants versus the Raiders. This is really a toss-up. If Tyrod Taylor can somehow start this game, but I believe Daniel Jones is going to start the game, so... The, the Giants should have the inside track. The Raiders are just in disarray. So we're going to see how that goes. Then we have Dallas versus the Eagles. Quite simply, this is going to be war. Or oh, I hope so. Being a Cowboy fan, uh, Mike McCarthy needs to know what our team can do and what we can't do. What we can't do is fall behind, uh, go three and out on the first, on the first series, uh, or we're going to get throttled. And then all the things, the, the bad things that we hear about is going to come come to fruition. So, like I said, it's a, it's a toss-up. It's not like we can't beat the Eagles. The question is, will we? I don't know at this point. Being a Cowboys fan, I want to say yeah. But being a realist, I want to say hell no. But we'll see. Then we have the Bills versus Cincinnati. Macaulay Calkin strikes again. Uh, hey, it's going to be a shootout. Like I said, in the shootout, I'm taking Macaulay Culkin. Bengals. And Monday night, we have the Chargers versus the Jets. I'm hoping the Chargers roll the Jets so they can stop with this craziness about Aaron Rodgers coming back and that Zach Wilson is good enough to lead them to playoffs and to get a playoffs win. Give me a break. Come on, Justin Herbert. Show up and show out. Okay, we're going to end it with the NBA. Uh, start day talking about uh, Adam Silver's talking about this in-season tournament, which is ridiculous. More gimmicks. Adam, we don't need gimmicks to sell the game. Get off of it. I mean, what is this going to do? This is not college. You know what I'm saying? This is not going to pique the interest. I mean, it might get more butts in the seats to see what it's like, but, man, this is like a, a college tournament. It's ridiculous. I think the, the players will get rid of this after this year. It, I'm not going to 86 it already, but it sounds ridiculous. The only trophy that matters is the one you get at the end of the year, not some middle-of-the-season trophy. Come on, give me a break. What are they going to call it? The Adam Silver middle-of-the-season trophy? Moving on. Jason Kidd. Ill. He won't, uh, he won't be on the sideline tonight against the Nuggets. And finally, we're just going to run down these uh, – run down the uh, – divisions real quick let you know who's doing what we only played five games so it's still early in the game but hey i got my opinions starting with the atlantic celtics 4-0 like i said they dropped 155 on the pacers even a bad coach's job should still get them to the eastern conference finals they are the team right now 76ers 3-1 they have a team ladies and gentlemen they have a team and if, if MB doesn't get them to the finals, yeah, trade his ass because they are deep. They they are deep. They've got everything they need to make a run. The Nets crawled out of, out of the basement, and not because of uh, Ben Simmons. Cam, remember the name, Cam Thomas. The boys for real. The Knicks two and three, still not playing together, still overrated. Tom Thibodeau is gonna get fired again. And finally, Toronto. Uh, in the basement, two and four. Siakam and Adus, they're not living up to what they're supposed to be. But, hey, Scotty Barnes is. Moving on to the Central. 
The Pacers, two and two. The young guys on top of it for right now, but for how long? Uh, second spot is the Bucks. The Bucks also two and two. I mean, the Stars. I mean, Dame. He, he's he's fit in, but like I said, Dame needs to run. And that their starting five is too old for all of that. But right now they're still holding the second spot. The Cavs, two and three. Donovan Mitchell is not a number one. I've been saying that since he was in Utah. Mobley has to grow up. Number four, the Bulls, they're at two and three. It's a mess over there. They got a lot of things to sort out. So, you know, they're not even worth watching right now. Don't hurt your eyes like that. Then the Pistons, who started off uh, early at the top. Pistons are two and four. They're gelling. They're just not there yet. Okay. Uh, we got the Southeast. The Hawks, three and two. Snyder and Trey Young, hey, it may work. It just may work. Number two, Orlando's also three and two. Um, you have to beat this team. They got a lot of number one picks, a lot of talent, you know, and a lot of those guys playing international basketball. You have to beat Orlando now. They're not an easy out. They're not going to embarrass themselves. They are a team. Third, you got the Hornets. They're at one and three. All I can say is free Lamelo ball. Number four, the Wizards also at one and three. No leadership. Like I said, they're a rudderless ship. Pool is on again, off again. So until I get some a veteran presence, until I get a grown up in the locker room, they're really not gonna do anything. And the Heat, one and four. They're notorious for their slow starts. But Tyler Hero is showing that he is the man, and he may take over for Jimmy as the number one, the number one option. So the Northwest. We have the Nuggets who finally lost the other night. They're four and one, but they're at the top, and as expected, OKC is at number two, being at three and two. And like I keep telling people, OKC is coming this year. They are a problem. The T Wolves are at three. They're two and two. Surprisingly, uh, they're quiet, but they're they're balling. Uh, four spots, Portland. Uh, these guys haven't bought into Chauncey's system yet. And Andre Ayton, for all the crying he did in Phoenix, is still averaging only eight points. Yeah, guy. He should have just played Jerome. And the Jazz are at number five. They're two and four. And they're going to be a process all season long. In the Pacific, you have the Golden State Warriors, four and one. Better, better chemistry for them this year doesn't mean a ring. Two, the Lakers are three and two. Uh, it's too, too early. They're they doing too much too early. Are they going to have enough gas down the stretch? The Clippers are in the three spot at three and two. With Harden coming in, the roles have to be defined. Everybody got to know what their role is and stick to it, especially James Harden. The Kings are at two and two. Don't get boogie cousins, man. Stop playing with some bonus and whoever else you got coming off the bench. I mean, what, like I said, what would be a better human interest story than to get Boogie Cousins to come back? Because they're not winning it with Sabonis holding down the middle. Or get another serviceable backup. And I'm not talking about a Euro. Get a real player. And finally, Phoenix at 2-3 and three holding up the basement. No book, no build for three games. Uh, they also need to go boogie, get Boogie or get John Wall because they don't have a point guard. Uh, like I said, book. He presses the he presses the issue a little too much. Vogel can't coach, and who the hell knows when Bradley Beal is gonna show up? In the Southwest, we got Dallas four and zero. 
I mean, I'm still not a believer. I mean, Luka does this every year. As soon as they hit a real bump in the road, he turns into super brat, and they do the free fall. So, we'll see. Pelicans, 4-1. and C.J. McCollum and Zion working that two-man game to perfection. So, they'll be around the top. They'll be around the top uh, of the division regardless. Spurs, 3-2. and two. Beat the Spurs, beat the Phoenix Suns two of the last three games. So, they, they got them up there. They play hard. I'm, I'm going to give it to them. They play really hard. This kid, Vasily, uh, check him out. I don't, I didn't know who he was, but he can play. Uh, the Rockets are at number four at one and three. Groin pains. Jalen Green is AWOL. He's got the buy-in for this to work. And finally, the Grizzlies are 0-5. They have no engine. Adams is out. Jaws out. They don't, they don't have it. I mean, they got good veteran leadership, but that's not leading to wins, and that's not good. So, that's all I have for the basketball part of it. That's all, pretty much all I have for today. I'm going to give a couple of shout-outs, and I'm going to get on out of here. First, I want to shout-out my man, Tyreek Matthews, Texas Tech. Uh, his birthday was yesterday, number 32 in your program. Uh, happy belated. Uh want to shout-out to my little cuz, Harmony Jones. They fell short in the regional finals in volleyball. We keep receipts. We'll get them next year. On to basketball, which is her real sport. I also want to give a happy early happy birthday to little cousin old Kwame Fly Guy Gray's birthday is tomorrow. Shout out to him. And finally, I want to give a shout out to my man, Wayne the Real Pin. Good looking out. He knows what I'm talking about. Get with you soon, my brother. It's your boy OG. And as always, I'm O U T.